Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Hello, this is David Ingalls, and you're listening to the Hour of Anointing. I had a song on my heart uh, today. That song uh, is uh, a song that's taken out of Psalm 32. And the Lord just gave me a song to write, and I began to write uh, this chorus. He's been singing songs of deliverance over me. He's been singing songs of deliverance over me. While musing in God's word, I listened and I heard him. He was singing songs of deliverance over me. In uh, Psalm 32, I think it's around verse 6, you can look and see it's at least close to there. It's talking about he will encompass me about with songs of deliverance. The earlier scriptures in that chapter in Psalm 32 said, As long as I was silent, my bones waxed old. When I just kept silent. And I, I can picture that. A person that just keeps silent and thinks, there's enough thoughts that will come to you that it'll just kind of, sometimes if you just think along enough in a certain direction, it'll just take you down. And, and that's what David was saying as he was uh, reflecting. He was actually singing this out, actually, because the Psalms were sung out, by and large. And so he said, when I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. So he must have been griping and complaining and whining, see. So that's what you call roaring. When I kept silence, and that means silence so far as praise is concerned, um, he said, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. That means God's always looking to <laughs> lift you. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Then it says Selah, which means I'm going to think on this for a little while. Then he said, I acknowledge my sin. You know, it's you know it's a sin not to worship God, really, when you get down to it. You know, when you really turn away from God, I mean, you, you're bordering on sin when you turn away from God. And he said, I acknowledge my sin unto thee. And mine iniquity have I not hid. In other words, I just, I just told you all about it, O God and Father. And I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And I said, I'm going to think on that for a while, because it says S-E-L-A-H. That means pause and contemplate or think about it. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when you may be found. In other words, when you got problems, be sure to pray. Surely in the flood of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. In other words, the great waters will not come nigh. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I like that. He's still singing songs of deliverance over me. He's singing songs of deliverance over me. And see, the thing about it is... Is he sings when I sing, because he's the high priest of my singing, or confession. <laughs> so you get the idea? It's for me to not be silent, me shut up my gripe and my whining, my complaining, and many times we watch our words so closely, but we kind of know if we're whining and complaining and griping, and we, if we be honest with ourselves. We look on the inside of ourselves. Well, we just need to put the song of the Lord on our lips. When I sing, he sings. 
Praise God. i tell you one thing that I liked about here. It says, talks about First Samuel, and we're talking about David again. Verse 17, I just like the way this read, and I thought, well, I'm just going to apply this to an everyday situation. And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. In other words, he didn't quit beating up on the enemy. In this case, there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. So this talk about getting back your possessions, your children, and so forth. And uh, there was nothing lacking to them, the Bible says. And you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, as David was here, but against principalities and powers, and against spiritual wickedness in higher places. And so I like the idea of you and I, through our confession, through our singing praise to God, that smotes the enemy, whether you know it or not. That just, boom, boom, boom. Uh, and David smote them from the twilight. In other words, he spent a long time doing it, from the twilight even into the evening of the next day. That means just don't do it for a little bit. Just keep it going. We're going to read from uh, 1 Samuel. Uh, of course, there is uh, uh, chapter 30. It's where we were. But we're going to go to verse uh, 26. And verse 26 said, uh, And when David came to Ziklag, he sent of the spoil unto the elders of Judah, even unto his friends, saying, Behold, a present for you of the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. And so that just shows what happened after he kept doing what he was doing, after he kept uh, being strong in the Lord. And, and this all comes about because in verse 6 it says, David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. In other words, his soldier band, 600 of them, was going to stone him because uh, they were grieved over their uh, wives and children being taken captive by the enemy. And, of course, David, he, his uh, sons and daughters and his wife was also taken. But it said, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And I like how the living puts it. It says that, uh, says that David took strength from the Lord. David took strength from the Lord. See, that's the same words uh, in the, what we say in our English language here as the, as the uh, early English or the King James English. It says, David encouraged himself on the Lord, his God. In the Living Bible, David took strength from the Lord. You know, there are four places to look when encouragement is needed. And we'll have to hurry along on this. Four places to look when encouragement is needed. The first, first place you can look for encouragement uh, is just look back and look at what God's done for you in your life. Uh, look back to when you received Jesus as your Lord, and he, he delivered you out of the clutches of the enemy. You were lost, but now you're found. You were blind, but now you see. You were on your way to hell, but now you have a heavenly home. Uh, look, looking back, and also some very natural things in life, or I mean in some natural situations. I remember uh, being about five or six years of age uh, uh, in, in Cleveland, Oklahoma, and I remember uh, that one Saturday night I wanted to ride in the car with with my with my aunt and my and with my mother and with my sisters and so forth. That was just a big privilege to get to ride in a car. Uh, sometimes it's hard for us to think of that in that way these days because about everybody can get in a car that wants to, you know. 
but anyhow, that was a very treat, a very good treat in those days. And so I was standing there with my grandfather, and I started to run out because they was going so slow down Main Street of Cleveland. I started to run out and get in the car. I just stepped off the curb. My grandfather, well, he slapped around and got me by the arm and slung me around behind him. About that time, why a, a, a car just squalled around the corner there, and the tracks that he made with his uh, uh, tires, uh, I would have been in the path of that car, I think, oh, I'm looking back and how God saved me. And so I'm living today that I can proclaim the good news of the Lord and write songs and uh, and be in God's work and God's ministry. Looking back, four places to look when encouragement is needed. I can think of other things in my life. I can think of uh, uh, being a, a young teenager in Creek County and 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 at a time that I could have drowned at a certain uh, little uh, swimming hole there, and uh, how the Lord gave me presence of mind and and I was able to uh, be delivered from that situation. See, looking back, you become encouraged as you see what God's done for you. Another way you can do is look forward. Now, I'm thinking about, about Moses as I think about looking forward. When I say look forward, God's going to use you. Yes, he's going to use you. I don't care how old you are, uh, how short you are, how tall you are, uh, how impaired you may think you are at this time. God's going to use you. He's going to make you a blessing. And I tell you, he's provided healing. He's provided restoration. You know, Jeremiah 30, verse 17 says, I will restore health unto thee. I will heal thee of thy wounds. Those are the promises of God. That's what he said. We receive it, Father. Thank you. Thank you for that, Father. I'm thinking about Moses, how at the age of 80, God got his attention with a burning bush. He said, I'm going to use you to lead this country. He started out as a murderer early in his life. Think of a murderer. The murderer is going to be incarcerated, going to be kept there all their life, very possibly, you know. But here, I mean, he goes on to serve God and leads God's people out of the bondage of Egypt and so forth. You know the story about that. Then look inside. See, four ways to look or four places to look when encouragement is needed. Looking back, see how God's brought you through so many things. Take time, not just hearing me, but look back in your own life. That's why I'm telling you this. Look back in your own life. Count some places. As the song says, count your blessings. Name them one by one. It will surprise you what the Lord has done. Look back. Then look forward how God is going to use you. The future's bright. The past is the past and the future is ahead of us. Let's walk forward. There's burning bushes and you're hearing one now. You're feeling one now. God's calling your attention now. He's going to use you. I've just told you that. That's the Lord speaking to you. God's going to use you. Look inside. What have I got inside? I've got the creator of the universe living on the inside of me. A world overcomer. The Bible said, who is it that overcometh the world except he that confesseth that Jesus Christ is the Lord, the Son of God? So look inside. You've got a world overcomer on the inside of you. You've got God's very Holy Spirit, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside you. So look inside for uh, uh, that and you'll see that you'll be encouraged. You'll take strength from God as you look inside and say, oh, I've got the greater one in me. The Holy Ghost is in me. Uh, Jesus Christ liveth in me. And then look up. Praise God. Look up. I love the one that says look up because, you know, we don't have long to work. We've just got a little while to work. And uh, and the Bible says that uh, that Jesus is going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ is going to rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the air. Praise God. And we thank God for his goodness. And he tells us to stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or by our epistle. Uh, now the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us, and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish you, the Bible says. So we're looking up. We've looked back. 
Let's look forward how God's going to use us. Let's look inside to see what equipment we've got. Oh, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And now, what are we doing? We are looking up. Praise God. We're looking up. And I'm going to go to 1 Thessalonians 4 and 13. But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And, of course, we've quoted some of this already. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Praise God. Now we're moving on to verse 9 out of chapter 5 of First Thessalonians. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and an helmet for the hope of salvation. For God didn't appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him and comfort yourselves together, edify one another. And he told us to look up. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.